friend and welcome to the Ayurveda and Psychology podcast. I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat or go out for a nice walk in nature maybe. Enjoy. In this episode that focuses on Ayurveda, I want to bring you the Ayurvedic perspective on the New Year and New Year's resolutions. Firstly, let's agree on one thing, and that is that the reason we celebrate New Year on the 1st of January is not a natural way of celebrating a new year. We celebrate on the 1st of January because of the Christian religion and the Gregorian calendar that we go after, which is just a calendar that's been adapted now in the whole world for just to facilitate, right, in order to function all in the same way. Yet, if we look into different parts of the world, there's actually other calendars existing, Of course, we know this. Even here where I live, there's the Balinese calendar, which is completely different. There's, of course, the Islamic calendar as well, and plenty of other ones that I do not know of. The Gregorian calendar was created from the Christian perspective, and therefore the new year was put at the 1st of January due to the fact that it was supposedly one week after the birth of Christ. And even though scholars have agreed on the fact that Christ was probably not born on the 25th of December, the reason we have the celebration of that at that time is more linked to, of course, the already existing celebrations of the solstice from the pagan traditions, beliefs, religions, whatever you want to call it. So if you would look at the new year from a more natural perspective, or let's say the law of nature, it would be a different viewpoint. Of course, this is why Ayurveda would not state then that the 1st of January sets the beginning of the new year. Maybe that's even why January often feels like a rather heavy month. Well, in the northern hemisphere anyway. Things are supposed to be all new and beginning again, new perspectives and a fresh start. Yet what we usually experience is, well, a climate that's not very different to the day before, 
to the end of December, but with less glimmer and lights due to the end of Christmas. So January rather feels stale, dark and cold. The whole experience is rather grey. And then add to the fact that most people are, well, collecting the repercussions of the holidays in terms of the empty wallet syndrome, the conflicted emotional states after the stress that everyone's been through in December, or even just the fact of trying to have everything so perfectly together during that time. Having, having eaten, of course, and drunk far more than the rest of the year, and of course not the healthy good stuff. So we tend to start this new year not on the best of notes. It does not really feel very new actually. And if we look at nature, the new year would rather happen well when the earth is starting to live again, right? When it starts to sprout, when the glaciers begin to melt and the rivers are flooded with fresh ice-cold water washing away the traces of the past washing away the layers of dead material to allow delicate, brightly green stems to stick out of the soil. That time of the year when animals having hibernated starts to come to the surface again, looking for fresh food. From the Ayurvedic perspective, we would take more interest in, let's say, the equinox. The times of the year where the hours of the day and night are the same. Now just to be sure, what is the equinox? It's the time of the year when the sun is the nearest to the equatorial plane, giving an equal length of day and night. There's two times of the years when the earth's axis is tilted neither towards nor away from the sun, resulting in a almost equal amount of daylight and darkness at all latitudes. And these events then are referred to as equinoxes. The word equinox is derived from um, Latin, of course, <laughs> from two Latin words, equus, or equal, and nox, night. Then there's the solstice, which has the opposite effect, because well, it has a different effect because it happens when the sun is the furthest away from the equatorial plane, which therefore gives us the longest night or the longest day of the year, depending on where we are at. So solstice in Latin means sun standing still. And actually accurately in Latin, we would say then solstitum, with nature's perspective on the new year, we would take more interest than in these four moments of the year. The times when the sun is the furthest away and when it's the closest. And why would we take an interest in that? Because the sun is really what allows for life to happen on the earth. Without the sun, nothing could survive. So that means that everything in nature functions in that logic that depending on where the sun is at, activity will, let's say, change or modify 
so that survival can happen. And of course, because we are, even though we tend to forget it, part of nature, it is the case for us as well. And it's the case for us in the nature and inside of us, in the macrocosm of the universe and in the microcosm, the internal universe as well. Because actually, without our own sun, and by sun I mean, of course, our digestive fire, our metabolic fire, our metabolic rate depends on, we would not be able to survive. We would not be alive. I'm taking a couple of seconds away from the episode just to bring your attention towards my program, Nourish, Balance, Thrive. It's the eight-week online program, finding balance again through the help of Ayurveda and psychology. We will start a new round in the new year. And if you want to find balance in your physical body, in your mind and in your heart through the natural way by tuning into the law of nature, maybe dealing with things such as chronic inflammation or fatigue, things like insulin resistance or attention deficit, or even just feeling better in your body and in your mind, then this program is for you. I've created this program in a dynamic that there's individual work for every person, but also group dynamic with weekly calls and of course interactions with me on a daily basis. It's been created as well in a way that you should be able to maintain your daily activities all the while we're having the program going in the background so that you can definitely implement the new habits and see the results while you're still maintaining of course the life that you are living as well. Do reach out if you want more information. You can simply email me and you find all the information in the show notes of the episode. Because right now as well, the program is at the lowest price that it will ever have. So don't wait. Reach out today. Get more information on the program. Get in touch with me and make sure that it meets your needs. This is of course why... Ayurveda bases health so much on maintaining the digestive fire healthy. Because if it is not, it will have repercussions. If it's not working properly, nothing else in the organism will work properly. And in time, it will begin to develop symptoms. Okay, so if we begin to look at the year from this perspective of law of nature, and we would kind of split it up in four parts, we could simply have a look at what is happening in nature at the times of the equinoxes and at the times of the solstice. And then align with that functioning, which would mean that at those two times of the year when the equinox happens, so spring and fall basically, or autumn, 
that would be our chance to also renew, to begin again. And when we look at how nature changes during the year, coming from the cold and stale and dark and heavy of winter, allowing for spring to come on, and what happens then, which is the scraping away, let's say, of the old and the stale, in order to allow for the fresh and new to arise, and then letting that take its full energy, really resourcing, the sun is starting to find its way to us in a longer time during the day, let's say. The heat is coming on, it's this like youth of the year where pitta, becomes stronger and stronger. And then once it's hit the solstice, so the strongest part of the year, the midday of the year, really, vata sets in again as the air cools down, but it's still very dry from that pita time of summer. And then coming into a darker time again, there is a certain fragile aspect, which we see in nature because, well, the leaves fall off the trees. Everything kind of melts down and dies setting itself up for winter. And in Ayurveda, we call this the seasonal routine or ritucharya. The same way that there's the daily routine, the dinacharya. And all it does is to set the organism up for success, for longevity, for resilience. So instead of speaking to you about New Year resolutions and trying to look at the year that had passed and what we didn't do well and what needed to be changed and set yourself new goals as you step into the 1st of January, even though nothing has really changed... And then probably just feeling bad about not being able to live up to those resolutions. I want to suggest to you a different view on it. A view that things are not linear, but cyclic instead. Or even, let's say, spiraling. It's cyclic because every year it comes back. And it's spiraling because every year there's a new version of it. It's never the same. It's not possible to be the same. Because what has passed can never come back again. And so instead I want to suggest that as January comes to us, it is the perfect moment 
to begin setting ourselves up for spring to arrive, allowing to take on habits that will be more sustainable so that when spring arrives, the equinox comes towards us, we are ready to eliminate the staleness of the winter or we are ready to recharge after the heat of the summer from the southern hemisphere. So what does that look like? Well, one of the first things, no matter where you are in the world, when you listen to this, whether it's the northern or the southern hemisphere, it is beginning to look at what you have accumulated and how well you are eliminating the waste. So how are you feeling in your body? Does it feel as if the energy flows freely, that your joints are healthy? Does it feel as if you're sleeping well and digesting your food properly? Are you accumulating obsessive thinking? Do you feel heavy in your heart? Or is there this passionate way of grasping for experience? Grasping for experience and sensations because the present moment feels empty. How about letting the 1st of January and January in itself to be your moment to set up the sum of the past experiences, noticing how you are feeling, asking therefore what is poking on the door to get my attention. So that you have collected enough information about your current state, about where your attention has been going so that your energy has been flowing and where you might have not paid attention so that there is a blockage that there is a depletion of energy. Making that your New Year's resolution instead. Where in my life do I need to bring more attention? What has been poking on the door as a symptom of some kind. How can I eliminate the accumulated waste physically, mentally and emotionally so that I am ready for spring and the beautiful detoxification that springs allow my whole organism to go through.
It is, of course, the perfect time, therefore, to begin to prepare right now to set yourself up so that when you approach spring, you can do in a healthy and balanced way an Ayurvedic cleanse, for instance, which is exactly what we'll be doing in the program. Starting during January, or second part of January, we'll be begin with the program so that seven weeks from then, everyone is ready to do the Ayurvedic detox and therefore begin the new year, a fresh start. Perfect. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone, of your earpods, of this microphone. And I would love to hear your thoughts on what I've been talking about. So please leave a comment. Send me a message directly if you wish. This is Charlotte. This is me. See you next time. Namaste.